this morning, I thought the Lord will have us look at just something that we couldn't get into last week before we come back again, because God seems to be building foundation for us on which we can become very effective as his own saint people, as his apostolic people. His ambassadors on the earth. Last week, we were looking at when the Lord says, go. We looked at the implications of that. We looked at what that will mean to us. And the encouragement that we can draw from that word, go. Before we proceed with that, there is something that is immediately important for us. And still from that Isaiah chapter 6, let's go to verse 9. You will wonder why is God not moving away from this Isaiah? Why is God so interested in helping us to understand this? It is because... God will not shift focus from a message that he wants us to get until we get it. Hallelujah. Until we truly get it. Because what I've discovered as I read biographies of men and women whom God had used in the past, and those he's still using. One thing I've discovered is not in the multitude of the scriptures they know in their head. That they were able to do the things that they did. It was in the understanding of a revelation of a truth of the word of God. Some of them, the truth that transformed them was just one verse. And on that, their entire ministry flourished. They prospered on it. Just because they they could understand just one thing. Are you following me? I'm not saying that was all they preached, but if you look at all of their ministry, they were centered around that truth. They understood it. They knew what it meant, and they were able to run with it. And what I'm trusting God to do for us as a people is to help us to catch the truth that God wants us to catch at this hour. 
around which our exploit can be based. And that's what you should desire. Every other thing will fit in once you can get the core of the truth that God wants you to get at this hour. That will be expanded, obviously. That will be built upon. And that's why I believe God wants us to just understand this message even more. God is never in a hurry to say too many things until we have been able to grasp and understand the body of truth that he wants us to receive at a particular point in time. So let's go to that Isaiah chapter 6 again. In Isaiah chapter 6, there's just a little word still there. And I'm not sure if God is done with us yet, even here, even after today's message, it may still bring us back here again. Verse 9, or let me take it from verse 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me, verse 9. And he said, Go and tell these people. Go and tell these people. Then a number of things were said regarding the message this man was meant to carry to the people of God or to the people in his time. Every saint man or woman is sent with a message. There is always a message. When God sends a man, God is sending the man with a message. When God sends a woman, he's sending the woman with a message. For the fulfillment of a mission. We said last week, that a man, sent, a man or a woman sent by God is on a mission. So it's a missionary. So you cannot be a missionary without a mission. And there is a message that you need to carry for the fulfillment of your mission. Does that make sense to us? Is that a point well taken? It looks simple, but this is where I think we miss a lot of things in our time. And so this morning, 
the first thing I believe God wants us to look at this morning is, or what God is saying to us this morning is, know your message. Know your message. So God is speaking to us about knowing our message. Do you know your message? If I ask you, as you are here, what is the message that you have for the world? In your place of work, what message do you have for them? When we call for evangelism, what message do we have for the people? We were talking about being in the marketplace as a people sent to the marketplace. What is the message you have for them? For every ambassador, every apostolic man or woman, every prophetic man or woman, there is a message for the fulfillment of a mission. So they will need to know their message and understand their mission. I'm not going into understanding the mission yet today. I'm just talking about know your message. They are linked together. So know your message. Why is, I may not go specific today into the body of the message. It's about how do we know our message? May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. We want to be a people who are clear in our mind as to what the message of God through us is to the world around us, to the people around us. Because God always sends with a message. And I'm praying that all of us will locate it. We will find it. Go and tell these people. Go and tell these people. So before you go, know your message. Be clear about your message. There are confusing tongues all around us today. Hallelujah. Amen. Is this point clear? So we're going to be exploring then how we know our message, how to know our message. We want to explore it. So before you go, God has said, go. But do you know the message? And how do we know the message? That is where we are this morning. Turn with me to Isaiah then, chapter 50. 
Let's take Isaiah 50 as a passage we can readily take just to show us how we know our message. You know, but you know that before we get to Isaiah, you know, to Moses, there was a message, isn't it? There was a message it was to deliver to Pharaoh. There was a message that was to shape his ministry. His mission in Egypt was clear with a message. And what was the message? Let's look at that message first. Let's go there. Just for a, just as an example, really, of men who God sent, but with a message. And you know it. If I ask you, you will rehearse it to me, but it's good to look at it again together. Exodus. Exodus. Let's just pick one of those verses where uh, the Lord clearly spoke to him. If you look at chapter 5, for instance, verse 1, or we get to chapter 8 again, chapter 3 also said it, but let's first of all look at, let me just look at the scripture that brings it out very clearly. Chapter 5, verse 1 says, Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Because that's the message. Isn't it? Go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. So he had a clear message. A message that he had to, to speak, he had to pursue with all of his heart. Go to chapter 8, verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses, go to Pharaoh and said to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. a message of deliverance for the people of God. And he also, out of that, he also spoke to the people of God. God is going to deliver you from here. God is going to take you to the place he has promised you. Clear message without ambiguity. If God has raised you to be prophetic, what is the prophetic word? There must be a call to it. There must be something about it. The other day, I was reading about how uh, Frederick Casey Price, that great man, you know, has passed on to join the host of the saints. Now, somebody was commenting they said it was a man with a clear message mm. on how to build up our faith. You know, it's, it's the title of his, of his listening, Ever-Increasing Faith. Mm. Popular teaching, Ever-Increasing Faith. Give him any topic, give him anything. He knew what the message is for him. To build faith in the believers. And because he was so clear with his message, he was able to deliver his mission. 
As ambassadors, we cannot have any ambiguity as to what God will have us, the message God will have us carry to this generation. Mm -hmm. For our individual fulfillment and for our collective fulfillment as a body. Individually, God may want you to emphasize certain things, perhaps more than others. To help the body in that dimension. I'm speaking now in terms of even individual ministries within the larger corporate ministry. Hallelujah. I remember one of those men of God whose ministry has benefited some of us so much. He said there was a time people thought he didn't have any other message to teach, to tell people. Because if you ask him to pray, say don't preach because we know what you are going to preach. He will have a way of relating the prayer to his message so that you will still get it. Consecration, Consecration, consecration. You, you get the point I'm making? So that when you pass him, you know that he has delivered this message to you, even in prayer. It's not that they don't talk about other things, but give them anything, they will boil it down to the core of the message that God has given them. Hallelujah. And I want us to be a people who are that clear. Amen. An unclear message or an ambiguous message does not prepare anyone and does not build people. It confuses people. Because people don't know. So they double into this, they double into that, they, anything goes. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 14. Still put your hand in that Isaiah 50. We'll come back there. In 1 Corinthians 14, I like it. Even though it was applied in a different way. I'm taking it out of context, but it's really not out of context. It is within the understanding that God will have us have. In 1 Corinthians 14, the scripture has this to say. From verse 7. Even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction or a distinctive sound, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if the trumpet make an uncertain, unclear, ambiguous sound, who will prepare for battle? Who will he make ready for anything? This is why it is important that we know our message. Wherever we stop today, we'll stop. So, 
let's look now at Isaiah 50, which I asked us to turn to. Verse 4. God first introduced himself, who he is, and so on. Then he went to verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the land, of the learned, you want to call it, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as they learned or the learned. Hallelujah. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my faith like a flame. I know that I will not be ashamed. Do you know that the confidence of this man is based on what God has told him? I hope you know. I know I'm not going to be put ashamed. I know I'm going to receive the help of God in doing what? In delivering the message that he has committed to him. When we were talking last week that the servant of the Lord will deal prudently, he will be extolled, he will be honored, he will not be ashamed. It's based on one thing, that he understands clearly, he knows what his message is, and he understands his mission. If you walk within your message, and within the mission that God has committed to you, there's no way you will ever be put to shame. Look at that. So the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned. He has given me the tongue of those who have learned something. The lawyers will call themselves my, learned, my learned colleagues. <laughs> because they have been taught something. But before you speak as the one who has learned something or who has learned something, there must first of all be a hearing. A hearing. The Lord God, that I should speak a word in season to him who is weary. You can never have a word in season for a people if your ears are not seasoned to hear what God is saying. A man who must bring a word in season must be someone who is also constantly hearing what God is saying for the season. We are in a season in our generation. We are in a season in our time. There's a dispensation 
in the plans and purpose of God that we have been brought into. What is the word in season for this generation? We must be able to understand it. And the way to do that is, it says, it awakens me morning by morning. It awakens my ear to hear as the one who is taught, as the one who is ready to learn. And so, brothers and sisters, this morning, what are we saying? God has said go, but let's take time to be a people also who listen to him so that we know the appropriate message for the appropriate season for everyone. Are you following me? In order for us to fulfill our mission, we must be able, a, a people who are speaking a word in season, a word in a relevant word for the relevant time to the relevant people. In your office, there's a message. In our environment, there's a message. Because God knows the people who are there. God knows the people among whom we are living. God knows the people. There's always something God wants to say to somebody. To those who are downcast, God has a word for them. It's a word of, a word of hope. A word of encouragement. But you must hear exactly what God is saying. To the unrepentant, there's a word also for them. But we must get this right. There's a need for us to understand or to know the message and understand the mission. But the mission will come to that another because that's a big one on its own. But how do we know the message? Even if we are not being specific today as to what the message is, all of us must be hearing what God is saying in order for us to be able to speak for him. The way to achieve that is to have ears that can hear is to have listening ears. That's why there's no believer amongst us who should not be able to recognize the voice of God. And how do we recognize the voice of God? Turn with me to Jeremiah. Turn with me to Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah has this to say to us. Jeremiah 15, Jeremiah 15. Let's start from 15, verse 16. Your words were found, and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Hallelujah. I did not sit in the assembly of the mockers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone because of your hand, for you have filled me with indignation. And then it went on and on. 
But the key thing is that your words were found and I ate them. Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I didn't sit in the assembly of mockers. I sat alone. Are you, are you getting me? I found your word. This morning, what is the, what is the challenge God is throwing to us? We need to find the word. We need to eat the word. And that's why in this assembly, there's no way we can ever accomplish what God wants us to be if we are not a people of the word. That's why our emphasis has always been on the word. Because we will have no message to give anyone if we ourselves we have not been in the world. We have not found. The world found it, discover. I found the world. I found your world. I discover your world. And I'm praying that from this day, we will discover the word of God. The word of God for the right season. The word of God for the, for, for, for the people. In the right season and at the right time. In Jesus' name. Our message must be relevant to the people to whom we are sent. Amen. Amen. Your, your words were found. They were discovered and I ate them. I ate your word. Any man who must carry a message from God must be devoted to the word must engage with the world. Our principal instrument for influencing the world, achieving, understanding our mission, doing what God has us do is word-based, must be word-based. We are not a church gathering together just to tell stories to one another. We are not just a church gathered together to talk about fables. We are not an assembly of mockers. Because what you hear will influence what comes out of your mouth. Are you following me? Like I said, we are not talking about specific message today. We are just building, opening our heart to say, how do you even know God, you know, the message? We must open ourselves up to eat the word. This is an assembly where the word of God must be, must be extolled must be put where it belongs. Because we will have no message if we are not a people of the world. To be an apostolic people, to be a prophetic people, an evangelistic people, we must be a people of the world. We will only go on the authority of what the word says. Are you following me? If you say you have a prophetic ministry, then be a, be a devotee. <laughs> in the reading and in the digesting, the eating of the world. For therein will the counsel of God be revealed to us. 
the mind of God be brought to us. I remember God telling Ezekiel, sending Ezekiel, I'm going to send you. But before he sent him, he said, do something for me. And that is what God is challenging us to do today. Ezekiel chapter 3. I'm rushing a little bit now. But God just giving us how. How can we know the message? How can we have a clear message? One, devote yourself to the word. Let your ears be open, number one. Devote yourself to eating, finding and eating the word. Have a program, a devoted program of studying, eating, digesting the word of God. Every one of us. Look at Ezekiel chapter 3. Ezekiel chapter 3. In Ezekiel chapter 3, look at what God told this man. Uh, in chapter 3, he said, Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find. Whenever God shows you something, you better eat it, digest it. Eat what you find. And what is it that he has found? Eat this scroll and go. Eat this scroll and go. <laughs> Eat this scroll and go. So in going, eat something. And what do you need to eat? The word. Let the word become our daily food, our daily bread. I like that devotional, our daily bread. Look at that. Speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and it caused me to eat that scroll. And he said to me, son of man, feed your belly. Fill your stomach with it, with this scroll that I give you. So I ate it. And it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. Then he said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my words to them. For you are not sent to a people of unfamiliar speech and of hard language, but to the house of Israel. Do you, do you understand that? Eat what you find. Eat the scroll. Out of it will proceed the message to the people. Our message must be word-based. That's what, I'm, that's, that's what it is today. Our message must be word-based and our, our message must be relevant to these people to whom God is sending us. The other time my wife was, and I'm sure we've said it before, was talking about some very, I, I appreciate that, some very dynamic brothers you know, who were preaching in some part of the city. And each time he passes them, all that he hears is, you all will go to hell. You all will go to hell. You know, and was wondering, is that a complete message? Are you following me? Maybe they will have heard it. If you don't repent, you all will go to hell. But that hasn't even communicated. It hasn't communicated something. It was seeking to communicate something but it has not communicated it. Are you getting me? It hasn't. 
Because that's a phrase. It hasn't communicated a clear message. On the ground of somebody will pause and say, what then do I need to do now? What step can I take now? Are you following me? I'm just using that as an example. You want to be evangelistic? Great. But what is the message? Some think it's about calling people to religion. No. May the Lord give us understanding. But what we are talking about is fill your belly, then go. Don't run on an empty tank. Don't run on an empty stomach. Fill your belly. Fill your heart with something out of which you can then flow out. A message that will impact the nation, a message that will change people, must be be word-based. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What you have not taken in, you cannot give out, like we are saying on Friday. Amen. We cannot deliver our mission when we don't have a message. As I begin to round up here, because as I begin to round up here, I just want to show us two group of people here, one in the old and another one in the new. I mean, two two sets of people God was talking about. But let's pick the first one from Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. And you will agree with me on this because this clearly highlights or underscores the point that God is trying to make in terms of have a message. Get your message clear. And this is what it is. Jeremiah 23. God was saying something. If you look at from verse uh, 16, it says, do not listen. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophet who prophesied to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. You cannot be a prophet. You cannot be prophetic if you have not heard from the mouth of the Lord. Is that not what it is saying? To be prophetic, hear something from the Lord. What God has not said cannot be a prophecy. Woo! Do you understand that? Go go further with me. They continually say to those people who despise me, the Lord has said, you shall have peace. Can you see the confusion? Those who despise God, there is a message for them. How do you speak peace to them? Because the scripture clearly said, there's no peace for the wicked, says my God. Hallelujah. So can you see the confusion? The Lord has said, you shall have peace. And to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, they say, no evil shall come upon you. Is that a prophecy? 
It is not a prophecy because God has not spoken. Look at verse 18. No, for who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and has perceived and heard his word, who has marked his word and heard it. Amen. Amen. Can you say that? So the distinction is clear. To be prophetic, to have a message, you must have heard something from the Lord. You must have marked the word of God. You must have taken note of the word of God. You must have sat in the counsel of God. Brothers and sisters, we must be a people who know how to sit. How to sit down in the presence of God. Even though he has asked us to go, there's a necessity for us that we must understand that we will not be relevant to our generation if we are disconnected from the source of the world. Go doesn't mean break link with me. Go doesn't mean, no, in fact, it means you need to maintain your link properly. Establish a line of communication that cannot be broken. Do you want to be prophetic? Give yourself to these principles. Do you want to be apostolic? If people God can always send, give yourself to these principles. Look at verse, go down to verse 21. I have not sent this prophet, yet they run. Why was he saying he has not sent them? They run because before they hear the word. Don't run before the word. Look at it. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they would have torn them from their evil ways and from the evil of their doings. Can you get that point now? Did you get that? You can't, we cannot have influence if we don't have the word. And if we don't have the appropriate word for the appropriate people, our word must be relevant to the people God is sending us to. Our word must be relevant to the people among whom we speak, among whom we, we are to represent him. Don't pronounce woe when God is saying, encourage my people, comfort my people, comfort my people, says your God. And don't say peace where the people need to repent in order to enter into the peace. Are we getting this? It must be appropriate. How we deliver is another thing entirely. But we must first of all know what is the relevant message for the relevant people. How we communicate is another thing entirely. Which God himself will teach us. And I'm just praying that we will be a people with the relevant word for the relevant time, for the appropriate time in Jesus' name. Amen. You will understand with me the... the, the okay. Don't let me go into what I wanted to say because that will take me into another thing entirely. 
but know that people are running before they hear. People are going without a word. They will never be able to profit God's people. We will never be able to help our generation if we don't know the appropriate word for the appropriate time. It's a word in season that brings the right results. We must be a seasoned people. Every ambassador who must be accomplished in their mission must have a close link with their home country from where they hear and know what is going on. And lastly, Revelation chapter 10. Revelation chapter 10. In Revelation 10, look at what God says again as we close. From verse 9, okay, from verse 8. Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go, take the little book which is open in the hands of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. So I went to the angel and said to him, Give me the little book. And he said to me, Take and eat. And it will make your stomach bitter and it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it. And it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my mouth, my stomach became bitter. And he said to me, you must prophesy again about many people, nations, tongues, and kings. The man who has eaten the book is qualified to prophesy, is qualified to speak, is qualified to represent God. Brothers and sisters, like Ezekiel, it is time for us to eat the scroll. Like John, it is time for us to eat the little book. Digest it. And that's why he told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you will meditate in it day and night. And then you will observe to do is daring commanded written. Mm, mm. For in doing this, you will have good success. Amen. The success of a messenger lies in understanding their message. Are you following me and delivering it as they have been commanded? Our success will lie in understanding the word of God, Amen. hearing the word of God. Amen. Bow down your heads as we talk to God this morning. Let's just pray that we'll be a people who like in that Isaiah 50 can say the Lord has opened our ears as the learn, as those who are who are ready to learn, who have learned something. He has opened our ears as the land. Pray that our ears, our ears will hear. The word of God. We hear the, the voice of God from his word. That as we, we go to whoever God will send us, that we will not send a confusing message. We will have a clear word for everyone 
that we that we that we have that will influence that will impact that will turn people to the Lord. Ultimately, we'll talk about our mission. But it will only take a word, a word in season to fulfill the mission of God for the season. Pray that we'll be a people who will have a word in season for everyone in Jesus' name. I don't want to make the condition of people worse by saying what will not be, will not build them, will not bring them to what God wants them to be. And as a church, let's pray that the word of God will be strong amongst us. The ministry of the word will be powerful. We will be people who are hearing what God is saying and relating the same accurately to the nations in the name of Jesus. From among us, we arise people who preach the word in season and out of season because they know what is relevant for every occasion and for everyone. Pray that our word will have impact as we hear from the Lord and as we deliver the word of God. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen.